Hello, my name is Don English, Director of Children Deserve Success and Executive Director of the San Bernardino County Wide Gangs and Drugs Task Force. And I want to welcome you to our Children Deserve Success podcast. Monthly, we will be sending out these recordings regarding all things related to child welfare and attendance, school attendance review board, foster youth services, McKinney-Vento homeless programs in our county, and the San Bernardino County Wide Gangs and Drugs Task Force. This month's focus will be an interview with Dr. Matthew Houghton, Superintendent for Chafee Joint Union High School District. Dr. Houghton, so happy to have you here today. It is a pleasure and honor to be here with you. I tell you, I'm looking forward <laughs> to our conversation. So with that, I want to ask you to please, if you could, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and, and kind of where you grew up and how did you get started in education? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm from the area. I graduated from the Chafee District. As a matter of fact, a, a fun story is that when I became superintendent of the Chafee District, three of the board members that hired me actually signed my diploma. So I have been around uh, this district for, for many years. Graduated from Upland High School that was a part of the district at the time, but uh, by the vote of the people later on, um, the, that school left our district and they're no longer a part of us. But yeah, grew up in, grew up in the area, um, uh, started my teaching uh, experience up in Hesperia and was up there for a few years and then was... Uh, able to come back home down here and get a job with the district. Started as uh, after being a teacher, both math and physical education and coaching and being an AD, uh, came back down to the Chafee district, was a counselor, uh, assistant principal, principal, assistant soup, and this is my 15th year as superintendent. But the story as far as me getting into education, well, that's a, that's a different one. I was playing soccer in college, and one day I went in my coach's office and he said, uh, hey, with a, the local high school is looking for a JV coach and, and they're looking for one of our players to do that. So had never done that before, but uh, decided to, to take him up on it and earn a little extra money and, 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 and see what I could do with that. And so I was a assistant or excuse me, I was a JV soccer coach at West Covina High School, ended up loving it, changed my major from business to uh um, to kinesiology, and one thing led to another, and here I am today, Don. Well, I'll tell you, um, you know, you, uh, you serve as superintendent of the second largest high school district in the state of California. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what's distinct about the Chafee Joint Union High School District as it relates to your role. Well, the Chafee District, you're right. It's, it's among um, a number of other districts in the state who have separate elementary districts that feed into our high school district. And it just kind of works for us. The elementary districts are able to focus on elementary age kids. The Chafee district is able to focus on that unique period of time when a, when a high schooler is a high schooler. And so it's worked in our community for over 100 years. Uh, the Chafee district, well, it encompasses three major cities, Rancho Cucamonga, Ontario, and Montclair. A little bit of Upland, a little bit of Fontana, Mount Baldy area, about 175 square miles, which is home to about a half a million people who live in the boundaries of our, of our district, who send a little bit over 23,000 high school-age students 
to eight comprehensive high schools, a continuation school, an online high school, an adult school, and a small community day school. So uh, we're, we're proud of the district. We're proud of the, the direction of the district and um, proud to build on the history in the district. You know, uh, Matt, uh, I think we were in high school around the same time um, and, and just really interesting to see your ascension. But in, in seeing that, I, I was wondering, what inspired you to pursue the superintendency? That's a great question because I, I maybe like you, I don't know that when I got into teaching, I just wanted to teach and coach and, and be around kids. Um, but I really, I really enjoyed the leadership aspect of coaching, then being an, a- an athletic director, and then being an assistant principal. And, and so I just, I just kept um, moving from one spot to the next and, and taking on those bigger roles. And thankfully, I was able to do that. And, and that, that the end goal was the, to be able to be a superintendent, to be able to run a district and have influence on my community. And so Again, I would say that it didn't start off that way, but after a while, I, I did have aspirations to get to that chair. Fantastic. When you became superintendent, what were your initial goals, and how have those changed over time? Again, a, a great question, but somewhat of a complicated question, because what I wanted to do was just continue to build on um, the instructional focus that the district had already really established um, however, I became superintendent in 08, and as you may recall, that was the year of the economic downturn. So um, w- as soon as I became superintendent, uh, or shortly thereafter, a few months thereafter, the bottom dropped out. And so it went from um, these incredible ideas to continue to move the district forward I- instructionally to keeping the district afloat right. because uh, – that was the the biggest financial challenge we had ever we had ever um, experienced, and so it, what that was when you think about that, or at least when I think back to it, it allowed me to establish my leadership in a much more um, rapid pace than if I were just to move in to continue things kind of as they were because I had to be in front of people, I had to to really develop those quick relationships and trust for, with folks uh, because we were going to ask folks to, uh, uh, to be challenged with cuts and, uh, and, and things that they had never experienced before. So uh, then after that, and we, we did get through that, but it took a number of years, um, then we continued to really, really move towards um, the goals of really making sure our students in our district, when they graduated, they would be ready for both college and career, the operative word and, really to make sure that um, both of those um, opportunities were, were being met. Fantastic. Dr. Houghton, how has your district changed under your leadership? Well, I think when anyone comes into a leadership position, their personality and, and just their style of leadership, uh, especially in the superintendent's chair, affects the entire district. Really, I think I, I tried to bring a lot of energy. I tried to make sure that uh, relationships were, um, were at the forefront, but then really tried to focus on some metrics, tried to focus on what would help our students once they left the district. And one of those metrics was meeting the A to G requirements. Our students at that time, uh, when they graduated, when they shook the principal's hand and walked across the stage, only 23% of them were meeting the A to G requirements, which allowed them to go to a California uh, or UC um, institution in our state. So 
what you focus on gets done. And so we really tried to begin to focus on that and look at the default courses that kids were taking and, and really move towards an opportunity for students to graduate um, at least college ready at the time. Um, I'm proud to say that right now we're, we're, we're around 70% of our graduates meet A to G requirements. And that has been, um, that has been uh, something that not only affects those individual students, it affects our entire community. And so we are very proud of that. Um, we host regularly uh, other districts from across the state who are, who are now looking to accomplish that same goal and just asking how we did it and how we got to this place. And so, again, Don, really, really proud of that and want to continue to make sure the kids have those options. Yeah, that day after graduation, we know it's crucial that we have a post-secondary plan. Yeah. But in addition to meeting the diverse needs of, of your community, of the schools that uh, you serve as superintendent and that you lead, so in saying that, what do you think is the most critical uh, thing uh, that a person needs to know when leading such a large organization? And does that change or stay the same in leading the individual employee? Well, I, I got to go back to what I believe, and that is a superintendent has to develop um, care and compassionate for each individual employee and student. And if they can do that, then, then obviously those relationships become key. Superintendent anymore can't sit in the office. A superintendent has to get out. They have to know their staff. They have to be in classrooms. They have to be visible and engaged at, at student events. They have to take time to uh, to meet with students and to be a part of, uh, of of really everyday life on every campus, which is which is difficult to do when you're a part of a large uh, organization. Mm-hmm. But I would say if you were to ask me what key component a a superintendent would need to have going into it is develop those relationships and trust. And I think communication is key. And I see you model that. You know, I've been around you. I've been in meetings with you and your leadership teams. And you model, I think, open and honest communication. So kudos to you for that and your staff. Uh, Your district has some really positive educational outcomes across the board. I mean, from schools within communities that may be very different including the model continuation high school and alternative education programs. But what do you think are the major contributing factors to that? And what would you say is the most essential thing that another school district, and you kind of alluded to it earlier, could do to model that? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to go back to just, just the importance of what you focus on is going to get done. So I think you have to uh, involve your staff. I think you have to really look at what are we really trying to accomplish here. Uh, I'll give you an example. You know, we, we started off really being able to meet those goals of, of our students being college ready with the A to G requirements. Mm-hmm. But then when we surveyed our greater community, we learned that um, not only do they want kids to be college ready, they want them to be career ready. Mm-hmm. So we began to, to really um, embark on um, ideas and efforts that maybe were around years years ago, but not so much today. In other words, um, we we are able to bring back career interest inventories, really allowing kids the opportunity to um, understand what there is out there and to to try to match their hobbies and their skills and their talents to perhaps something they could do in the future. But really engaging. And, and not an exaggeration, over a thousand employers in our area and asking them what is it that they wanted kids to be able to do. So with that, we learned um, specific employability skills that we focus on, uh, that, that different uh, teachers and different departments have been able to own 
And, and so that way we know that when a kid, again, now graduates, um, we know that they have been able to um, be introduced to some of those employability skills. Not only that, uh, life skills, you know, those things that at a party you might talk about with friends just saying, I wish I would have learned this in high school. Well, those are the things that we're, we're trying to, to accomplish, you know, some of the financial literacy aspects and, and, um, and just physical wellness and health and the importance of exercise, nutrition. I mean, all of those things that, that will help an individual get to a, a, a better life. And then learning skills. We, we expect our students to leave us and go and continue in some sort of uh, a college opportunity or vocational opportunity and to have those skills to continue to learn um, basic skills, reading for comprehension, understanding how to, um, to, to problem solve and to, to move through um, um, a variety of different opportunities that will, um, will help them be successful in the future we think is important. Technology skills are, are incredibly important. And we know that that is going to be critical for our students as they as they leave us. So that is a part of of those uh, career readiness initiatives as well. So in other words, just not not taking the college readiness aspect, but really moving to the um, the career readiness as well. Absolutely. Just really, it sounds like what you're saying is, you know, we have to tend to the whole child. And I know some people use that as a buzzword, but it's really important. I had the unique opportunity to serve the Chafee District for going on 30 years now as a teacher, as a principal, uh, as a grant writer, grant administrator, and now as director. And so uh, Chafee District at the time was our largest feeder for our community schools. Mm. And so, uh, you know, as you know, those are some of the most hard-to-serve students. I was very proud that most of those kids at the time uh, we were able to send them back to the Chafee Joint Union High School District to receive diplomas prior to our superintendent sure. saying we're going to go ahead and administer, we're going to go ahead and, and give students diplomas, uh, which I think is good for some kids and for some not, but they still, and I believe you would agree, are part of the Chafee family. Absolutely. Um, so with that, what can we do as San Bernardino County Superintendent of Schools to improve the support we give districts, students and families that we serve yeah I would I would love to be able to come up with something uh, uh, mr. English but really when it comes down to it uh, this organization superintendent of schools they, they support us and uh, they provide the services I think that we, that we need but I think what I can say is that what I've learned about the organization here in San Bernardino is that when there are challenging times, this organization under Ted's leadership steps up. And I can refer back to the pandemic. You know, we had a, a, a challenge at that point in time where we needed to get together as superintendents across this county. And Ted needed to lead that, and he did. And he did it. Uh, he did a great job of that, really helping us uh, engage with public health, helping us engage with each other, learning from each other helping us uh, to determine some protocols and directions when, when we really didn't know where we were going. So what I would say to that is this is a well-run organization that is all about support in, in the districts across San Bernardino County. But what I was especially impressed with, and I have confidence in, that is if something ever comes up, like the pandemic, that this, this, uh, this group out here is ready to lead. You know, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that I'm proud to be a board member of the Chaffee Joint Union High School District. I was appointed and uh, look forward to remaining on the board for four more years after this election. Um, and so I speak fondly of the district, but again, it's because of the metrics, the data, 
and the outcomes that the district uh, attains for all of its kids. And I know, you know, you have different pockets. You may have the south where you have some lower socioeconomic areas, and you have the northern schools that are a little higher socioeconomic areas. But what I'm proud to say is that even when you look at Measure P and what was done in those institutions, in those schools, on those facilities, and, and the care and, and, and the concern that you have for each and every kid, regardless of, of what their socioeconomic status is, regardless of what community that uh, the school is in. So I'm very, very proud of that. Finally, Dr. Houghton, as superintendent, is there any final thought that you'd like the community at large to know uh, about the district? Well, let me start with uh, Mr. English. We are proud that you are and honored that you are a board member with us. Uh, you know, it's really neat to have an individual on the board that really understands schools and understands it at the level that you do. So um, right back at you. We are really proud that you are you are serving and leading in that role. I think I, what I would most want the community to know is that uh, we are a high school district, again, focusing on high school kids, and we are going to commit to this district that we, or to this community, this greater community, that we are going to do everything we can to help our students and prepare them for life after high school. You know, part of that, we talked about the career readiness piece, we talked about the college readiness, but part of that is, is just their well-being. This is, a, this is just a very difficult time in our history right now, and students are challenged with mental health issues, and they're, they're challenged with, um, with a number of things that, that, that are, are really um, in society today. And so this, it, a lot of it lands on the school district to continue to help kids so that they can reach those, those goals of, of being prepared after high school. But if a kid doesn't feel safe and if kid's not being helped with their mental health or physical health, then um, there's no way they can get there. So just know that we, we love our kids. We're going to continue to do what we can to help them in every way we possibly can. Yeah, and in, under my leadership with the uh, Foster Youth Services Coordinating Program and Homeless Education, you know, we continue to link and leverage resources to serve our kids throughout our county, which I think is vital. Uh, but again, when you talk about serving the whole child, you talk about the mental health supports that are necessary. And I know on our campuses, uh, we do have wellness centers. Yeah. At the Tape Joint Union High School District, we found that uh, those wellness centers do decrease uh, exclusionary discipline. And so that's part of my role at the county office is to really talk about what interventions can we utilize to decrease exclusionary discipline, how can we increase our attendance rates, and, and really kind of alleviate chronic absenteeism. And I think it's, you, you alluded to a lot of it. Relationship building is key creating environments where kids want to be and where families want to be. And I always talk about families and education because it doesn't stop with the kid, yeah. uh, particularly uh, depending on the population that you serve. Um, and, and before I let you go, uh, you know, I have to talk a little bit about my endeavor in Trojan land. Uh, you know, I am now a USC Trojan. Now, I, I, came, I started as a California Golden Bear, so they say now that I am a Brojan. I, you know, I heard that term from one of my colleagues because he's a Brojan. But I, I thank you so much for being here. I know you are a busy man. Again, yeah, 23,000, I think 152 uh, we, was the number that uh, we were told at the last board meeting. Uh, so, again, proud of that, and just thank you so much for being here today. Oh, it was an honor. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. We hope you find this information valuable. If you have any topics or questions that you would like addressed, 
please email them directly to CWA at SBCSS.net. As always, we hope you stay well and continue to transform lives through education.